Hey everybody and welcome back to the West Side at Home podcast. This is Dave Steimers and I remember at this time last year, just after Mother's Day, I did a podcast episode on patience. I remember that because it came out of my experience of trying to get takeout on Mother's Day last year and I ended up, I ordered it in advance for a certain time and they slotted me in and say, come at such and such a time. And I forget how long I waited, but I got there and there was all kinds of people and everybody was upset that um, it was way past the time that they had been given and they were way further behind. And so, um, you know, we're all kind of standing there in a street trying to keep away from each other and uh, waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. Well, here we are uh, a year later, just after Mother's Day. And if you're running out of patience right now, you're not alone. We're again on a stay-at-home order, and this week uh, the word is that they're going to push the stay-at-home order uh, to go a little bit longer into at least the beginning of June. So uh, obviously a lot of us are frustrated, and you know, you're, you're always looking down the road, and maybe you're kind of planning some stuff and hoping we'll be able to do this or we'll be able to do that or we'll get a little bit more freedom at this time. And then we kind of get to these different markers or milestones, or we get to those things that we hope that we could do or have planned. And uh, just seems like everything keeps getting pushed further and further and further. Mm -hmm. And that's hard to deal with. And so a lot of us are becoming impatient. That's natural. And I get that. I'm becoming impatient with stuff too, Um, especially because this has gone way longer than most of us thought it was going to go. And so as we uh, as we start to see the end of the the light at the end of the tunnel, hopefully, but also we see things just not progressing as fast as we would like it to, whatever whatever part of that frustrates you, whether it's the rollout of vaccines or just the stay-at-home orders or whatever it is, it's just it's hard to stomach over and over and over things being pushed back further. So I thought, uh, here we are a year later, maybe it's a good time to just be reminded about the importance of patience and actually how powerful patience is in the midst of difficult times and tribulations. The Apostle Paul wrote this letter to um, Christians in Rome, in Romans chapter 12, and he's, he's sharing with a group of people that are under a great tribulation and persecution that are going through very, very difficult things. And in Romans 12, 12, he writes, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. Let's talk about how those three things can come together. Rejoicing in hope, and hope is beautiful and wonderful because it acknowledges what's real. It acknowledges that right now our situation is not what it ought to be. Otherwise, we wouldn't need hope. Hope recognizes problems. It recognizes struggle, pain, tribulation, hard times. It's realistic, but it also looks forward to something better. Then he says, be patient in your tribul- in tribulation. So again, even though there's hard times, to have this attitude of patience and then to be constant in prayer. And that's what I want to talk about, how prayer can kind of fit into these first two things, um, the idea of hope and the idea of patience. Prayer, so interesting, how oftentimes we use prayer, and this is ironic, I think, we use prayer to try and gain control. So if you think about your prayers, think about how often, especially if you're in a hard time, your prayers are motivated by fear and a feeling of loss of control. And you talk and talk and talk to God and you request and request and request all the things that that you want or that you need. 
And I will say that I think that God's happy to hear the things that we want and the things that we need, our requests. But sometimes I think we're, we're dominating the conversation and it's because we're scared and it's because we feel like we're out of control. And so we use our prayers to try and gain back control. God, give me this. God, change this. God, put this the way that I want it to be. And again, I don't think that there's necessarily anything wrong with those prayers. But historically, if you read the men and women in Christian history of deep prayer, uh, people who who just have this real depth to them, and, and you can hear it in their writings and it comes across, uh, and they're, they're kind of writers that um, their work has, has stayed through hundreds of years of history because you understand the depths that they have reached in their spiritual lives. They often emphasize how important silence is in our prayers to come and not to always dominate the conversation, but to sit in silence, simply in silence, acknowledging the presence of God, allowing him perhaps to speak to us and to transform us. See, here's what happens when you go into prayer and it's not just about all the things that I need to say and I need to try and get God to do for me. We learn to let go. We learn to surrender. We learn to sit in the presence of God and to know that he is God and he's in control. And so we don't have to be. So in those silent moments, we surrender. We let go of our agenda, what we think needs to happen and how it needs to happen. We let go of control, acknowledging that we're not in control. We're not in control of the world, of of all kinds of things that happen in the world. And that's okay because we can let God be in control because he's God. So we don't have to be. We let go of results Because in our lives, we have the ability to do all kinds of good things. And by the way, in the chapter uh, that we're talking about, Romans chapter 12, Paul has just gone on and on. And this is really good advice in a world of constant criticism and pessimism. He goes on and, you know, to these people who are really struggling. And he says, basically, if you have a gift that God has given you, a certain um, something that he's allowed you to do and be effective at for his kingdom, go and do it. If you can lead, lead. If you can teach, teach. If you can, and he goes on and he lists all these kind of different gifts that God gives us to. And he says, well, start there. Use your gifts. Do what you can do. And then I think in prayer, when we acknowledge that we do what we can do in terms of using our gifts for God's kingdom, in prayer, we can sit and we can surrender and let go of our idea of what the results should be. We leave the results in God's hands of how things turn out. Because all we can do is what we can do not in how things turn out. And so in this kind of prayer, we surrender to God's will and allow him to transform us. And whether or not he transforms our circumstances, which he he often does, sometimes does, but not in the way that we think. And sometimes we don't see him transforming our circumstances. But when we can sit and simply be in his presence and allow God to be God, letting go of our agenda and our need to control and our idea of what the results should be, then we allow God to mold us and transform us. This is a way that we exercise real faith, allowing God to be God, whatever that looks like, practically speaking for us. So perhaps in your uh, quiet time, you'll really be quiet. 
feel free to even, because um, this is challenging, to set a timer and to start with a small amount of time. Um, today I did this and just set a timer of um, about 10 minutes and to just sit in silence. And when my wa mind wanders, and I'm sure your mind, your mind will wander if you're anything like me, uh, we start to get not just to bring yourself back with a, maybe a simple verse. I oftentimes use, be still and know that I am God. Sometimes I shorten it just to be still because I'm sitting there trying to be silent. And as, as my mind races or I think of other things, just come back to be still, be quiet. Listen for the quiet voice of God who may say something that I can, I can really believe this is God speaking to me. Or I might just sit there in silence, acknowledging his presence in the middle of my day, whatever's going on, how, however busy it might be, to take time out and to know that God is God so that I don't have to be. I can let go of my agenda, my need to control, and my idea of what the results should be. And in this, hope, patience, and prayer, I think all come together. So I encourage you to spend some real quiet time in prayer to boost perhaps your level of hope and your ability to be patient as you're constant in prayer. And there may you find God's peace with you today, whatever's happening in your life. <music>